Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, Optimizing Processes with Business Process Modeling, part two of my interview with Max Young, CEO of Capital BPM. Gotcha. So you know what this reminds me of? I when I was in was I was in high school. I took drafting. Yeah. So I was in three years of drafting in high school, and my junior year they introduced CAD systems for the first time, computer aided drafting systems, AutoCAD. Okay. Um, and it was a huge shift from drawing out because we had the big drafting boards, the whole thing. And you would have to draw pages and pages for complex systems, pages of diagrams so people could build them. Yeah. But you couldn't really test. How could you test that your model was right? You you did a lot of work and there was a lot of back and forth between the drafters, the architects, and the guys that had to build the things, yeah. right? All of a sudden, computer-aided drafting came along and they really used a model instead now that by using a model technique now we could actually run simulations of those models and see if there were any issues like hey did i have electrical and plumbing going through the same holes in a wall well that's a problem you don't <laughs> want electrical and plumbing together right um yeah. and small things like that so what you're saying with this this is very analogous to a lot of architects are using powerpoint presentations to architect or to show right. Uh, these um, business processes, but if you use a modeling tool, it ups the game. So it it can find conflicts, it can find issues in what you captured or what you thought the business process was. That's exactly was. right. So you hearing? can actually see here, for example, that this thing has been deployed. You know, it's at this particular step. I can submit it. I can have logic in it that allows it to go one way or another. And what I'd like about this is that it solves a really important problem for me. And it's, again, a deeply pragmatic problem. You know as well as I do what happens when you want to start a new project. You sit down, you get, you know, 10, 20 people into a room. You guys shoot the breeze for about 10 or 15 minutes about the kids and the snow. Uh, you know, you talk about stuff. Somebody might draw on a whiteboard. Somebody takes notes, takes pictures. There's an analyst in the room, they go away and, you know, if you're lucky, you know, by the end of the week, they've typed out the notes, they send it to everyone. And then after you're done with that, you find a time when everybody else can get in the room again. And again, if you're lucky, somewhere in the next two to four weeks, you have like a second meeting about this and you spend yeah, most of that yeah. meeting reviewing what you did previously. And then you might be able to move the ball forward an inch or two, right? I don't think I'm, I'm spelling any corporate secrets. That's a common No, no, no. This is no, This is corporate right. America. But here's what I just did. I just went out and I built and I deployed this. I can put it into the hands of my customer, my business customers. They can actually come in here and they can say, well, I'm going to actually drive this task, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually... I want to step through it and, and see what, what happens it does, when right? I push this. Well, yeah. now I come over here. And we see that the diagram is at this step. Like it really went through these processes. Right. And if I had told it to do like a check for a restful call here or here, it would have done those things. 
So that's that's the next that's kind of the third part here is I can take it from mm -hmm. modeling to integration. That's it. So if I if I if I look at the 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 steps here, we had articulate, yeah. right? Or ca capture the business process and articulate it, model yeah. it, and now I can choose integration points in these steps. I can say, hey, at this step. I'm attaching to a RESTful interface that's out there that gets that information for me and pumps it back in. So this is how I can integrate um, business process with microservices or services that are out there in the cloud, whatever. The exactly. Case so, so for example, you could say, Hey, if we're going to do this project, the orange spots are the places where we're going to need, you know, someone to come in and create an API for us that we can invoke that checks for job history and checks for criminal review. And what are going to be the inputs and the outputs of this? Oh, well, you know, the input's going to be the social security number and the date of birth and the state and, um, and the output's going to be a Boolean, you know, did, uh, you know, did, does the information match or does it not match? Right. So you can start having that iterative conversation. Um, and that becomes, yeah. So, so this, yeah, this, this sounds a lot like what we do in software development it today. Is. Right, which has been kind of missing in the business process or systems analyst mm -hmm. space, where this is mostly sits, right? This mostly sits, oh, I've got a business analyst that's come in, help me do process improvement stuff, but they're they're not modeling. They're using uh, you know, Visio. Visio's not a modeler. Right. Visio is a drawing tool. Um so I, I really like this. And then you can drill down on, hey, here's some steps. You could deploy this as a process I, today. No problem, I just right? did, right? So this diagram, this is a deployed process. Okay, so sweet. There's a lot of manual steps in this process. Yep. No big deal. Yeah. And and that's why you actually... Now see, I can like, choose which ones to automate. I see what you're saying. Right, and, and I can actually like do this really fast. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, um, I want to put uh, a decision on this interview step and go, hey, if the interview didn't go well... Maybe we push back to HR and we say, you know, uh, we push it back to the candidate and we say, we have questions for you, right? So I can actually come in, I can evolve this. I can say, hey, um, you know, this is going to be uh, um, my default path over here. This is going to be, um, you know, an expression. And that will be a uh, number I wanted. Um, you know, we got to put a logic in here. But we could be examining like a checkbox or whatever to indicate whether we want to move forward or not. Right. And then we build this, we save it, we deploy it. And now the thing that's actually deployed is this newer process with the, um, you know, with a gateway here. And if I wanted to, I could go back and look at the previous version. So I've got two concurrent versions of the software. <laughs> Working and deployed right now, right? I prototype. That's bad and good. At the and same going time. at the same time, right? So you can actually see in here, <laughs> yeah, like the data that's going through the system. So, all right. So, I I like I like where we're headed here. If we so we've got our three steps. What's the next step after I've integrated, right? Because you've shown me some of the some of the yeah. stuff before. I can actually run 
you you guys have a tool lint for business processing. We do. So my, which I think is wonderful. without being uh, too um, braggy of our own stuff, we've actually built you know a couple of applications that make this a a, a more um, a more uh, uh, easy thing to do. So what I was showing you was the native okay. on the modeler, but we've built our own system where you can kind of go in and go. To help streamline, uh, is it is it targeted primarily for, is it targeted primarily for a business analyst? It, it is meant that are doing capture, or is it for the developer that's writing REST interfaces and things like that? Who, 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 what's the so target? It's, it's uh, it, it has it supports different roles, right? So initially, you would have a business analyst or an SME come in and sort of define out well. You know, here's the data model that we're working with. Um, here is the workflow that we have and the different rules that are involved. You can actually have them come in, as in this case, and go, well, here's a RESTful API that we're going to call. Let's say this gets a list of all the customers. And then, you know, we're going to have like a form. And the form is going to say, display the customer or display all the different users. And, and we have like a Watsi way. Okay. So you, you actually can take it to the next level, what I would call the next level below right. just that model where now you're actually creating the uh, application. Yeah, that's right. On top of that model, on, on top of that business process so that I can watch it go through, I can drive it through, I can, ask uh, uh, users for information, all that yeah, stuff. So for example, I could create a table and I could say this table, uh, when it loads, you know, it's going to make a restful call and the restful call is going to be to say, I don't know, load all the customers, right? So. Right. So I, 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 I want to kind of tease out a little bit on this is this is different than RPA. Oh yeah, yeah. Because RPA is I'm capturing what a user does uh, with keystrokes, right. right? It's doing that. You guys are saying I have a business analyst that comes in, really looks at the process and the steps That's involved right. across multiple departments. In my opinion, and then RPA, yeah, would be a step in here, right? So you might have like. Yeah, I can like, see hey, that. Hey, we, you know, when we review an application, and the first thing we do is we look at the boxes that come in from criminal background check and, and job history check. And if that's true, then, you know, we pass it on to a senior HR person. Otherwise, we reject it, right? So at that point, I might plug in like an RPA step in here and go, this is just going to invoke RPA, right? Gotcha. So to me, okay. So that's that's the main that's the main difference. Yeah. You're looking top down the whole process. Yeah, that's exactly right. Across departments, and and RPA is really how a individual might be doing a step in that process, or even a couple steps in that process, whatever the case. Absolutely may be. right. You know, RPA you can get a really fast win, like you know, creating a true integration that talks to the backend and, and you put the security certificates in place and all the right environments, that can take months, right? Just from the bureaucratic architecture. But if you put an RPA bot in there that just opens the email, takes the two fields out and puts them into this other system and pushes the button, and you've just immediately solved a problem in, in a couple of days or a couple of weeks 
that might have taken a really long time to do it a quote unquote correct way. And you always have the latitude to come in and change this and make it a true integration down the road. Right. And I like that approach because there's a, there's always a point when you're designing yeah. a system like this where you have to make a decision on how how what is my return on the investment I'm going to spend right yeah. now by automating something. And this, I love this because this gives you that opportunity to say, well, I'm going to automate this step. And that's it. Everything else is going to be manual. But this one step I'm going to automate or this set of steps I'm going to yeah. automate. And I'm in, good, I'm in good shape. So I really like this iterative um, approach um, that we've been doing in software development yeah. for some time. And it sounds like you're doing a great job at bringing the things that we learned in software development over the last 30 years into business process management and business process um, improvement. So, you know, I think I saw a little bit about some of the things that you had built, Darren, and I think you had sort of done the same sort of thing. Like you have a system where you can visualize how things interact and actually drive that. And I think that's just what happens when you take smart people that have to solve big problems. We recognize the value of clarity. Yeah, I like what you said there. The visualization yeah. is key, right? Because that's how you're communicating what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I, and that gives you clarity. I, I really like how you brought that out. So that visualization uh, really helps other people understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we, um, you know, going back to like the, the martial arts metaphor, in some ways, I think of the injection of RPA as sort of fighting dirty. Like, you know, you've <laughs> got to do an integration. Really oh, all, all my RPA buddies out there, forgive me. No, Max. I love it because it wins. No, he... <laughs> it is. Yeah, it that, does win. That's yeah, what you're I right. mean. That you get quick wins. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I think that that's the highest compliment. It's pragmatic. You can solve a problem today that if you took another path, you wouldn't be done talking about for two months. I, yeah. I love that. It, yeah. it, it is a, it, without putting too fine a point on it, it is a game changer. But it is, a, in my opinion, a tactical but it's a short-term yeah, game. But it's enough, game. right? You yeah. you could in a corporation the size of Intel or some of the ones that you know that we work with, short-term game like three months is millions of dollars. But but you don't you don't want to rest your laurels on that short-term game. Right, That's right. the problem, right? Right. You need to see how that little process fits into this bigger process and you need to look at your full uh, business processes to to find optimizations to find steps that i can get rid of i mean we we've had this uh th there's this old story it's a funny story um where this lady um is teaching mm -hmm. her daughter how to cook um a thanksgiving roast yeah. And she goes and she cuts the roast in half and and puts it in in the pan and cooks it. And her daughter says, well, why do you cut the roast in half? And she goes, well, because my mom taught me to cut the roast in half. So they asked grandma, right? Hey, why why are you cutting the roast? You know, why did you do that? And she says, because the pan I used wasn't big enough. But this process of cutting yeah. the roast 
passed down from generation to generation. We have stuff like that in our companies all over the place. Why are you doing it that way? Well, because it's always been done that way uh, without anyone sitting and really analyzing why. What is the purpose of doing it? So we end up with process bloat all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and bureaucracies that fit in. And I think so. that's where our training as engineers comes in because we have to be clear-eyed and look at why are we doing it this way? What is the benefit? Does it have one that I... That's a, a variable that I failed to capture in this equation, right? And and yeah. testing, simulation, uh, running things again and again. Like one of the things that I love to do as as a stress relieving mechanism is once I deploy a process, I will pull it up and I'll start moving activities around. I'll do this this thing before that thing, and I'll see if I can do parallel processing. I'm I'm playing with it. I'm empirically testing it. And that adds a lot of value. Yeah, th that does add a lot of value. A absolutely. Um, and it's something that we need to be able to do more of. And that is, I don't know what you would call that, uh, permutations, uh, test, yeah. test the model by pulling it apart a little bit or the, the process by rearranging things. I call it um, experimentation. Again, ex I like, yeah. there you go. That's the word I was looking for experimentation. We, we did something like this. I was on a big project at, um, at a former company, Cadence Design mm -hmm. Systems, where we were doing um, running tests of our software every yeah. night. And our software runs would take 24 hours um, to test our yeah. software. And we had to run it. This was back in the good old days where you had to run it on HP, UX, oh, yeah. AIX, <laughs> Solaris, all the flavors of Linux. So we had these massive, massive grids of um, compute, old compute yeah. resources that we ran these tests on. And we would run them. One test on HPUX would run front ways and the other one on AIX would run back ways. So halfway through the night, we would know like 12 hours in, we would know how the test generally did. Um, cra crazy that we did that. So we started looking at optimizing this. How could we make this faster? And we took the same approach. What if I yeah. pulled things apart a little bit, move things around, group tests together? If they failed, they failed early and I didn't yeah. run more tests. We were able to get that cycle down to about four oh, hours. Nice. So all of a sudden I could run tests in the middle of the day. I could run them at night. I could run. So this whole idea of experimentation. And the only reason we were able to do that is because we could visualize yeah. and we could see the steps and how they interrelated. And I love how this all fits together. Right. Yeah. And, and this should really empower business analysts and process engineers on how to really do this right. Instead of, I'm just going to copy exactly what we've always done in the same order we've always done. That, that's not the real benefit um, from my Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You, you, you literally couldn't have said that any better. I think that the, the thing that I really like about this approach, what, and I'm not saying it's the best approach in the world. I know that there are software engineers just as good or better than me who take a completely different approach. And, and I'm sure they're, very, they're just not as enlightened as we are. <laughs> but I'm sure that there's there, there <laughs> valid counter arguments. But 
what I really liked about this is that it feeds the business. And here's what I mean by that. There is fidelity between the diagram and the actual execution. A lot of times in the business that you and I are in, we'll draw the diagrams and that'll be the starting point. But and, and then from there on, it evolves, it's gone. Right? Yeah. People, the developers yeah. make a compromise. They do something or another, and it doesn't reflect back. So what the business thinks is happening and what IT is really doing, they've separated. Where with this, the picture is the code. It is always an accurate representation of what you're really doing. And the business can come and look at you and go, no, dummy, you're doing it wrong. Do step two before you do step one. It'll save you a lot of trouble. Right. You know, we we had um, uh, we had a system where we were checking to see what country somebody was in, and then based on that, we were giving we were looking at what um, rewards they were entitled to, and then giving them discounts. We you know we did this for a long time. We modeled it because the tool I was showing you also has a rule engine embedded into it. Um, and then one day we showed it to the business, and they're like, "Well, that's stupid." 90% of our business is in the United States. Why don't you check for that first? Why is it down at the bottom <laughs> after all these other at countries? At the bottom, yeah. Right? Drastic improvement. Because yeah. it's a, so I, I, I love I love that the model, it's it's not a diagram. Right. That's what we want to get across. It's a model and it drives the simulation. It drives the application yeah. itself. It represents. So I, I, I love how that's all tied together. Max, this has been wonderful. Yeah. Um, we could talk. We could talk for hours. I already know that. About hey, our listeners will get tired. So Max, thank you so much for coming on the show. We most definitely will set up some time again. I really enjoyed this, Darren. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.